So sometimes I can be a killjoy. I, I know that. That's nothing new. Okay. <laughs> Tonight, I'm going to be a little bit of a killjoy. Why am I going to be a killjoy? When you think of Noah and the ark, the story of Noah, what do you think of? Floods. Rain. Oh, floods. Wow, and I thought I was a killjoy. Wow. Yeah, so floods. What else do you think of with Noah, the story of Noah? Survival. Survival. Anything else? Wow. Well, the animals, for sure. So in synagogues all over the country, all over the world, the night is stuffed animal night. And we're going to do stuffed animals, and rabbis help children to say blessings over their stuffed animals, and we've done it here too. It's a interesting story. There are coloring books, and there are puzzles, and everybody thinks that Noah is a big hero. In fact, uh, what was the movie with Jim Carrey, uh, who played Noah? What is it? Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Thank you, Rebecca. It was Bruce Almighty. And it was a comedy. A lot of people think that uh, uh, the story of Noah is a comedy, where in fact the story of Noah is anything but a comedy. The story of Noah is a story of survival, yes, but it is also a story of morality. And the reason the earth was destroyed was because of the immorality that existed. It doesn't tell us what the immorality was, but God looks at the face of the earth and he says, what in the world is going on? So we are less descended, if you want to take the Bible story literally, we are less descended from Adam and Eve than we are from Noah. And Noah is an interesting figure because uh, the, the text tells us that Noah was a righteous man in his generation. And the rabbis pick up on that very subtle phrase. He was a great man in his generation. And this is a commentary that you've heard before, probably. He was a great man in his generation, but if he had lived in the generation of Abraham, he would not have been such a great man. And all the more so uh, in the generation of uh, Moses and the prophets and so forth. But that is uh, maybe a little unfair to our friend Noah. But one thing that Noah did not do when God said to build the ark, what was the one thing Noah did not do? Anybody? He did not talk back to God. He did not say, don't do it. He did not say, as Moses said, we'll figure it out. He just followed the instructions and uh built the ark, brought the animals in two by two, or the kosher animals, they came in by sevens, okay? Um, and, and uh, uh, you know, it started to rain, 40 days, 40 nights, everything floated away, and, and all of that, and everybody else drowned. That was Noah's 
um, fault. He didn't say anything. After the flood was over, God puts a sign in the heavens. The sign in the heavens says, here's a rainbow. And when you look at the rainbow, you will know that I will never flood the world again. It's almost as if God learned that what God had done was probably not a great idea. Because even though the earth was filled with Hamas, which means corruption, it doesn't mean that everything and everyone was corrupt. So God makes this promise. You know, Noah, I'm not going to flood the world anymore. I'm going to put a rainbow up in the sky. And it's a great story about where a rainbow comes from. We won't get into the physics of rainbows. But what God didn't say is that the earth would not be destroyed or would not not be destroyed by fire. We'll never flood the earth, but God never said anything about fire. And every day we hear coming out of Russia another threat, another another uh, uh, bombing of innocent civilians. And now we hear threats of dirty bombs. Well, I have news for you. There is no such thing as a clean bomb, nuclear or otherwise. I have seen what bombs do. I've seen what bombs do to houses, and I've seen what bombs do to people. There is no such thing as a clean bomb. The fire that, that has been unleashed in Ukraine, the fires that burn all over the world because of hate and intolerance and arguments about which language is better. People kill each other over languages. That's ridiculous. But the, the, the fire that is generated is going to consume humanity if we do not step back and stop hating one another. And today we see in the news, we see on Twitter, we see on Instagram or Facebook, the hate, the, 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 the divisions that, 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 that uh, encompass this country. We see it. We see it every day. And words are not harmless because words often turn to fire. And fire is what consumes. And fire never stays in one place. Noah was lucky. Noah only had to contend with water. We, in our generation, have to contend with fire. And we, as a species, and we, as individuals, need to start or to continue to stop throwing our fuels of hate on the fire. There's a great hymn um, um, that I learned when I was in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, I, I was at a, uh, I spoke at a church uh, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, my first congregation, and they did this great hymn that a lot of people know that is, is so poignant. It said, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. I think it's a great, great thought. And as we enter a Shabbat of peace, 
I pray that the peace that we are feeling now, that we feel here, and the safety and the comfort and the warmth that you speak about, that we have that feeling, that sense that we can spread to all the corners of the earth. My prayer tonight is that nobody should ever experience what Noah experienced. I don't want God to give us any more promises. I want God to help us to fulfill the promise of shalom that is so elusive these days. Shabbat shalom.